Hi everyone, I'm Greg Lambert, and this is Jackson Walker Fast Takes. Back in June of 2021, the Lone Star Infrastructure Protection Act, or LIPA, went into effect here in Texas in order to protect Texas's critical infrastructure against certain individuals, companies, and foreign governments. So I asked Jackson Walker San Antonio partner Robert Souza to come on and discuss LIPA and its implications on businesses here within the state of Texas. Robert, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you for inviting me. So what exactly does the Lone Star Infrastructure Act do? And can you talk us through a little bit about the reasoning for the Texas government to put such a new law into effect? Sure. For a number of years now, there has been considerable concern that buying components of our infrastructure, be it electricity, be it communications, be it cloud source or satellite, that those components come with software or hardware that allows foreign governments to interfere, surveil, or disrupt the uh, service that's being provided. There has been some evidence that, in fact, on our electric grid, there has been some components that contain what they call backdoor hardware that allows for remote access. So I think it's very clear that both the U.S. federal government and many of our state's governments are a little behind uh, the curve on this. And so this act in particular and federal acts, which I will talk about here shortly, uh, are meant to address this particular problem. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the federal regulations as well. So what are some of those federal regulations and how would they also affect businesses and, say, landowners here in Texas? Yeah, and let me contrast what's going on at the federal level with the Lone Star Infrastructure Protection Act. So LEPA has weighed into a territory that has been extensively regulated by the federal government. So there are many things that LEPA covers that have been for many years now covered by the federal regulations, and I'll talk a little bit about that later. But one thing that LEPA does not do is it does not have an enforcement provision. It doesn't have fines, penalties for violating the law. It doesn't have a regulatory agency that's going to enforce the law. It doesn't even have a delegation to a regulatory agency to issue regulations. So all we have is this law that prohibits certain activity. And specifically what it prohibits is purchasing infrastructure parts from Primarily China and Russia, it includes North Korea, it includes Venezuela and some other countries as well. But those, we're not going to talk about those because transactions with those countries are already prohibited under very old federal regimes. So what LIPA does is it prohibits an infrastructure, critical infrastructure in the state of Texas, from buying parts or components from for example, China or Russia, that provide the Chinese or the Russians the ability to remotely control the critical infrastructure. And LIPA defines critical infrastructure as our electronic grid, our telecommunications and cybersecurity grid, water systems, and hazardous waste uh, management systems. So when we look at the information grid, when we look at communications grid, in March of 2021, the U.S. Commerce Department issued regulations prohibiting companies beginning in March from buying critical infrastructure components that go into what they term information and communications technologies and services supply chain, ICTS. 
And regulations are still being developed. And the Commerce Department has subpoenaed information from Chinese companies specifically that service this industry. And they're going to be determining which of those components that may have already been purchased, that may have already been installed on U.S. systems, are now going to have to come out of those systems, are now going to have to be ripped out of those systems. And then they're also going to look at prospective transactions and block those transactions. And these regulations do have fines, penalties, enforcement. They have an agency that has uh, prosecutors that will go after people who do not abide by their decision. So when we look at the cost of complying with this ICTS regulation, it is in the billions of dollars for our U.S. technology industry. And, and it covers everything from cloud computing to cybersecurity to uh, telephone to wireless to wired to cable satellite. Uh, it, it would be it would take me 10 or 15 minutes to describe all the different technologies that are listed under the definitions of this regulation. But it's going to be extensive. And what's really kind of unique about it from a regulatory perspective is, is normally you're given advanced warning that you're going to be regulated. Well, now these regulations were effective as of March. But we still don't know what technology is going to cover. And so you will have violated the regulation, even though the regulation isn't very clear yet, in March when you purchase and install this technology, and you won't know whether or not it's in violation until the Commerce Department starts coming out and telling you that the, this technology that you purchased needs to come out of your infrastructure. Well, given the, the broad implications here, <laughs> what, what exactly should an individual, a, a landowner or a company do to understand what's going on and protect themselves from any potential violations? So let's break it down into two buckets. You've got the people that are owning the technology, the infrastructure right now. They need to start studying what components they have acquired from foreign vendors and you can acquire technology from a foreign vendor that's not in China, but the components were manufactured in China, partially or wholly. So it's not just enough to know where they came from, but really where they originated from. And make a determination whether those items might be those that provide a foreign manufacturer the right to have backdoor access or have the right to interfere with the normal operations. Then you look at it from a mergers and acquisitions perspective. So you're the buyer. You found a target. You think you understand what the target's liabilities are. But unless you lift the hood on this and look underneath and see whether or not they have any of this technology that might get implicated under these new regulations, you may find a bunch of unstated, unliquidated liabilities that you're not yet aware of. So it really is an area that deserves a lot of study, both for those that own and manage the technology right now, the infrastructure right now, and those that are looking to expand their footprint in this area as they acquire new companies in the United States. Robert Sosa, thank you very much for walking us through some of these issues around the federal regulations and the, uh, the Texas law of LIPA. Thank you for the opportunity, Greg. For more information on this topic, including an expanded article from Robert Sosa on this very issue, as well as additional JW Fast Takes podcast and webinars, visit jw.com forward slash fast. The music is by Eve Searles. This podcast is made available by Jackson Walker for informational purposes only, does not constitute legal advice, and is not a substitute for legal advice from a qualified counsel. 
Your use of this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and Jackson Walker. The facts and results of each case will vary, and no particular result can be guaranteed. Thanks for listening.